Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, this week we're joined by a very special guest, Meredith Ringcars. Meredith runs two YouTube channels where she gives advice to photographers. One is called Meredith Ringcars Photography, where she gives a lot of like uh, wedding photography tips and stuff like that. And then the other is called The Restart Specialist, where she does more tips about how to get your business up and running when you move to a new location. And if you're not familiar with either of those, then you may have seen her work in Forbes, Southern Living, Tidewater and Tool, Southern Weddings, Boca, or in IELP Planner. Meredith, we are so excited to have you on the episode with us today. I'm excited to be here too, guys. I've been listening for a long time and uh, definitely uh, a break from the mundane. <laughs> so you've been listening for a long time and you still wanted to come on this podcast. Yes, I know. Something must be wrong with me. That's a change up from the normal guest who comes on this podcast and has no idea what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm prepared. <laughs> there you go. As she raises a glass. I love it. I felt like you were prepared. That's why, like, in the preparation emails, I wasn't like, this is when we answer questions from the internet and we aren't serious about it and stuff like that. I was like, I'm pretty certain she's listened to a few episodes. She, she knows what Wait, she's getting herself into. Steve, we're yeah. not serious about it when we answer questions from the internet? Oh, no, no, no. Dustin, we're super serious. Okay. Oh. Okay. Dustin, just take your headphones off for a little bit, you know? Um, I just need to talk to Meredith. Not serious at all, Meredith. Um, <laughs> Dustin doesn't know that though. He's been answering honestly every single question. Oh crap! <laughs> as long as one of us is honest, that's that's what matters in this relationship. <laughs> so this week we don't have any follow up, thankfully. Oh my gosh, we didn't bog down with. We spent like twenty minutes on follow up last week. It's getting to the point where it's just killing me. But we do have most people's favorite segment. We're going to talk about uh, what everybody's drinking tonight. Meredith, you're the guest. What do you got going on over there? I have a Johnny Walker Blue. Nice. Oh, spicy. It's, yes. Oh. Fantastic. Nice oh. and neat. No ice. No now, ice in a wine glass. I always forget when it comes to Johnny Walker. It's like red, black, blue. Like what, what are the different labels and what do they mean? Red is the absolute worst tasting <laughs> gasoline <laughs> crap out there. Gotcha. Um, but it is the probably the most pop, most sold of them. And then black is like your good starter range if you've never had scotch before. I like bla uh, black. Uh, gold is good. Blue is like up there when uh, you want to celebrate or having a good night. What? Are you celebrating Are being you? on a podcast? I am. Wow. That's why I picked it out. Just for you guys. <laughs> Wow. How many other times in your life have you cracked open the blue? We uh, we crack open a blue, and every time we have a wedding, we will toast to our couples at the end of the night. Wait, you bring like a bottle of Johnny Walker no. Blue with you? Oh, no, we're not rolling like that. Uh, we keep one at home. <laughs> so when like we a, get home. What, like a $180, $190 bottle? Yeah, roughly. Um, so we'll, we'll open one toast at the end of the night and uh that's how we beat our hangover guys like oh you have a little sip at the end of the night okay yeah. I if get you it. get a real alcohol hangover then you don't have a wedding hangover the next day 
there you go. Oh. It feels worse somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so oh, when you shoot. say uh, you toast every single mm -hmm. time after a wedding, are you toasting with your husband? Does he shoot with you or? Yeah, so he primarily is he's my main second shooter. Um, we do have a couple that are in past locations that we've lived in. And um, if he has a work obligation, then they'll work with me instead. But that's kind of our tradition is we are both um, scotch snobs. <laughs> and <laughs> we were self-proclaimed. And uh, we will toast at the end of the night together to our couples. Um, it's just kind of a, a thing we fell into. Do you do any like a photo of you guys toasting? We social do. Media? Yeah, we will put it on Instagram. Oh, we'll put okay. it on stories. Just like a, a quick Instagram live video where you yeah. toast the couple, say a few nice things about them, and then you preserve it and leave it up forever and ever. Not forever and ever. <laughs> Otherwise, people may think we're alcoholics. <laughs> so. It's just like an Instagram feed. It's just like shot, 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 shot. Exactly. Well, maybe not Either. shots. I mean, it is blue, not red. So yeah. we're not we're not shooting anything. No. <laughs> Have you ever had a couple where you don't do it, and then they get like upset, where they're like, um, "Is that that part of the night where you you break out the Johnny Walker blue?" And you're like, "Oh shit, we for, <laughs> forgot it. We just got oh, back hey, to our honeymoon you. suite, and uh, we were waiting on that Instagram live post from you, <laughs> Meredith." <laughs> no, I don't think they. I don't think we have yet. Um, no. No, we need that at the end of the night. Because <laughs> we, my wife and I do something where we take a photo with the couple before yeah. we leave at the end of the night. And we had a wedding um, a couple weeks ago where the bride was too inebriated um, to do it. And nice. so we, were, we didn't do the photo. Um, we like lingered for a long time trying to decide, were we going to try and do this? She wasn't going to like the way she looked in the photo anyways. Kept going back and forth. And finally, we just said, let's just go. Let her be her. And um, and then yesterday, or two, I won't say times, but she got her photos back. And she was like, oh, there's no photo of like the four of us. And I was oh, like, yeah. uh, yeah, that's because we didn't, we didn't take one. You don't remember this. You blacked out. You hit the camera out of my hands. Um, <laughs> we just couldn't do it. Just, yeah, you, you literally broke my camera. Dustin, speaking of you and drinking, what are you drinking tonight? I am, I'm trying something new tonight. I am drinking a Bell's pool time ale steven because this week has been rather warm and i've wanted nothing more to be at a pool that i've not been at and so i thought if i can't be sitting by one well i would you know, not drink one that doesn't that doesn't make sense um but yeah it's actually quite good it's a belgian wheat with cherry accents Very sort of nice. like uh, yeah it's pretty good bells makes a pretty pretty solid beer mm-hmm I think it's a Michigan brewery. It I is. Yeah. yeah, it's from right outside of uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, where I was born. The, wow. Yeah. It's in Brooding uh, Comstock. Uh, this is from the hospital you were born at. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I didn't know they turned the basement the into a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, I'm drinking a uh, the CPA. It's a creamy peach ale from Taxman Brewing Company. It's a Imperial Golden Ale with lactose and peaches. And it surprisingly doesn't taste very peachy, which is great because I'm not a big fan of peach flavored stuff. So would you say it's not lactose intolerant? Mm, 
I'd say it's very lactose tolerant, but I mean, we'll see. The older I get, the more lactose intolerant I get. So if I run out of the room real quick and you hear some weird, like throwing up sounds, then, you know, that's, uh, that's on me. That's my mistake. We'll we'll just, we'll just all envision peaches and cream. (laughs) Gross. That's, that's the visual I want. So Meredith, you recently moved to Savannah. Is that correct? That is correct. We just did. And you, you were talking earlier when we were talking about your Johnny Walker blue and everything. Uh, you said typically you shoot, um, with your husband, he's your typical second shooter, but when he's not, you have other people you rely on. How difficult is it to find new second shooters now that you've moved to a new city? So it typically isn't that hard for us. Um, I will usually find somebody that is just getting into photography and we will actually train them. And the kind of payoff is they, they get the education, but they don't get to use the images. Mm-hmm. And we've never really had a problem with it. I prefer to have him as a second shooter all the time. Um, but there are those weird situations where he can't or he one time has been sick in 10 years. I'm sorry. He's only been sick once in 10 years or once a, on a wedding day. A wedding on a wedding. God, I was going to say, I, I need to get sick. all the notes about what he eats in his workout <laughs> regimen right now. He just drinks Johnny Walker blue, Steve. There you go. That would kill all yeah. the germs. You're right. No, he switched to red sick. one time. That's when he, he got, got sick. sick. He gets a little nick on like his arm or something, a little cut and just splashes some Johnny Walker in there and walks away. Yep. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> so now that you're in Savannah, have you found somebody new to uh, pick up the slack when your husband can't shoot with you? Um, no, we have a gal that has worked with me before out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then I have another one that's in South Carolina, about four hours away. So as long as he doesn't re- you know, drink uh, Johnny Rocker Red, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be well, fine. lucky for you, at least like with Savannah, you have the Savannah College of Art and Design like right there. So it's like yeah. prime pickings. Interns or, galore, uh, baby. Yep. Yep. Dustin, I know you're itching to say something because you talked about it in the pre-show. Uh, how how does Savannah College of Art and Design compare to RIT? Do you, do you want to say something about it's, that? It's a, it's a fantastic college for photography, I've been told. I was accepted to go there and uh, turned it down because for some reason, Steve and I didn't find the beautiful weather. Oh, gosh, we get it. You went to college. Okay. Okay. All right, Steve. I'm so disappointed I asked. I'm so disappointed. I could have lived in Savannah. I could have lived in Savannah a few hours away from my beloved city of Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. Yes. That is amazing to be that far away from it. That close. Poor life choices. But, Steve, if you really want to follow this needle, sorry, Mary, this to go down this rabbit hole, but had I not gone to RIT, I wouldn't have known Justin from Justin and Mary, who put on a workshop in Indianapolis, who I attended, where I met Jennifer, who happened to be married to you, who then I met you, and then we started this podcast. So without RIT, Steve, this podcast may have never happened. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. I've only been to Savannah once in my whole life. Have you ever been, Dustin? It's a great town. Uh, I've been multiple times. In fact, Corinne will kill me if she ever listens to this podcast. Uh, That's the name of our, if we ever have another kid, daughter, that is. We are naming her Savannah. 
And you're just dropping that here on the podcast. Well, I'm going to come out and say, it. if I have another kid first, I'm naming my kid Savannah. Boy, girl, non-gender conforming. <laughs> I don't care. You know, maybe if I just get a dog, I'm naming the dog Savannah. That's that's fine too, Steve. Yeah. You, and I'm going to bring you, the dog bud. with me every time I visit you in Fort Wayne, Dustin. Our second choice is Meredith. It's a, it's a lovely name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Meredith, I'm glad you're here to share my pain of Dustin's yeah. awkward weirdness. Yeah. How does it feel having a firsthand seat to it? Usually I just edit all this stuff out, but now you're here for it. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Raw and uncut. Speaking of Savannah, though, what are some difficulties you found with establishing a new photography business there? Well, I mean, we've only been here a month. Um, I think the one thing we've had a problem with and it just got resolved today was a business license. It has taken a month to get a business license. It moves slower than dogs not here. (laughs) So can you explain to the listeners for those who might be in a state that requires such a thing, what a business license is? A business license allows me to legally do what I'm supposed to do as a photographer. Um, And also, I can't have business insurance if I don't have a license. So do you just have to, like, give up your business insurance when you moved to Savannah? I had to keep my other business license in order to wait to transfer it here. Mm -hmm. Or my insurance to transfer it here. Wow. Yeah. Georgia's a whole different ballgame down there, isn't it? We don't have that, right? We don't have anything like that in Indiana. Good. Thought maybe I was the only one. Indiana, you can just buy a camera and then you can start booking sessions and just, uh, you, I think you're supposed to apply for like a DBA if you're going to do that. If you're not like Mm -hmm. a corporation or something. And then, I mean, a DBA costs like 20 bucks to get or something ridiculously low like that. And then you just say, I'm doing business as Steven Van Elk photography or whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it gets a little bit more weird. Um, because we have an LLC in Texas and we keep it there, mm-hmm. um, for tax purposes because we're military or because my husband's military and that lets us, um, kind of have some tax breaks, which are nice. <laughs> and, um, that makes getting a business license a little harder here and you can't join um, or advertise with certain groups unless you have one. Mm-hmm. Mm. What so. groups are you looking to advertise with? So there's the local chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. There's um, local BNI group. There's the military post will not allow you to do any type of soliciting without a business license. And since your husband's in the military, do you find you do like a lot of work with other people in the military, like with your photography and stuff? Um, we do almost no weddings because most of the soldiers that we come in contact with are already married. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do do a lot of, um, promotion ceremonies, retirement ceremonies, um, families. We don't advertise it on our website. Um, but it's something that's kind of an easy way for us to bring in some extra money mm-hmm. on the side. So, Meredith, we didn't really talk about where you came from, 
to mm-hmm. Savannah. Where did you move from? Did you move from Texas to Savannah? No, we actually moved um, from Alabama. And before that, we were in Virginia. And before that, we were in Texas. Wow. So are the two of you on your website, it says uh, you and Jason met at a sweetheart's dance, or that's where the magic yeah. kicked off? That's uh, where the magic happened. Yeah. Jason has perfect rhythm. You have no rhythm and two left feet, I believe, is what you said. Um, yep. So where was that? Was that in Texas? No. Um, we actually met in a college in North Georgia, and um, our Sorority, my sorority sister, his fraternity brother kind of threw us together. Neither of us had dates. And um, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. 19 plus years later. No, I mean, he's, yeah, he definitely does have perfect rhythm, perfect timing, um, life of the party. And I'm the one that walks straight into walls and gives myself concussions i'm not i'm the awkward one in the relationship <laughs> walks straight into walls and gives himself concussions i feel like there's a story there yeah uh turned around and a friend's house i was visiting it was a brand new house and didn't realize there was a pocket door there right in the middle of my forehead oh, wow yeah so do you break a no lot works. of photo equipment <laughs> no actually okay. he's the one that has dropped a camera before not me as I go. sit here and knock on wood. No, I have yet to break photo equipment. More like breaking toes and personal bodily injury. Okay. All right. But you're doing all right right now. The move hasn't I'm, I'm good now. brought any new injuries into your life. <laughs> no. No, I'm good now. And At least for have, the foreseeable future. And you said earlier you have children. How many children? So I have a six-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy. Wow. Two, two kiddos. Yep. Going on 20 and 16, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she's a firecracker. <laughs> yep. I've got to wake up in a few hours to take one of those to ballet in the morning. A three-year-old <laughs> in ballet. So much fun. All the pink and tutus. For a girl who wants to sing it more than she wants to dance at it. Maybe you should get her into a choir. Have you thought about that? No, they just need to stop playing Frozen during ballet. (laughs) Maybe you should let it go. Oh, I let it go. (laughs) I let it go. (laughs) And go and go and go. So... Meredith, I know you have a ton of tips on your YouTube and on your blog posts about establishing clientele when you move to a new area. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm kind of curious with, because most, most of our listeners aren't moving around that much. Um, yeah. So w- what are the things you think of as weaknesses that people in like established markets have that mm-hmm. um, other people can exploit um, when oh. they move to a new place? Oh, I feel like I need to like get my smithers on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you steal clients, Meredith? Tell like, me this. Pretend, pretend, Meredith, you're getting ready. You just found out you've been in Savannah a month and you just got word mm-hmm. that you have to move to Indianapolis, Indiana. You see there that Jennifer and Stephen Van Elk are legendary photographers in Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana. How can you dethrone them before you even move there? What steps in preparation are you taking? 
Um, the first thing I'm going to do is look at uh, SEO because that's my uphill battle. If mm-hmm. I've been ranking for um, Savannah and I'm moving up there, then I've got to combat that. And I've got to start um, not only everybody thinks blogging. They're like, oh, I've got a blog. I've got a blog, which you do. Um, if you want your website to start ranking, you've got to start changing everything over. You've got to start blogging. But SEO is on Instagram now, Pinterest, all these other social media platforms um, that people kind of neglect or halfway use the wrong way. And so kind of doing a, an overhaul of all the social media channels, making sure I can't tell you how many times I've moved to a new area and I want to call a vendor and they don't have their phone number or their email on their social media or their website. And it drives me crazy. So, um, looking at that, I'm going to start looking at, um, different rankings. Um, alexa.com will actually tell you your competitor's information. And so I'll start researching folks that are already in the area outside of that. I'm going to start networking before I ever get there. How do you initiate networking before you even get Mm -hmm. there? So I'm going to be looking at, uh, Steven Van Elk's social media and seeing who's he tagging in, in weddings and what, um, vendors is he working with? And then I'm going to go check them out. Are they people that I want to work with too? And start following them, start interacting with them on social media. Um, not just leaving some random like heart emoji all the time. But you might see Steven Van Elk with like, joker like makeup on his face and then immediately be like oh, this can't be a real photographer this this must be a silly photographer well i'm going to be playing defense too if i know you're coming to indianapolis and i'm going to just start tagging random like dumpster fire sort of people and uh you know you know now that i know the game is afoot i'm playing the game to win planners are going to be calling me like um i thought we planned this wedding that you, you you tag some other planner too on Instagram, and I'll be like, "Don't worry about it. I'm playing the game, and I'm in it to win it." <laughs> there's, there's people. There's people that might be moving here. We can't have them know you plan this wedding. <laughs> All those things we do to try to help cross promote businesses and strengthen those bonds and relationships, we got to tear it all apart now. <laughs> Rip it to shreds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The only way we can rebuild this community better is if we tear it apart first anyway, right? Every community has problems. we got to solve them. And then we'll build something called Vendorgram, which is a private network. Oh, purely yeah. between local vendors. Me and local vendors. Nobody else. <laughs> Hosted by Flickr. Done. <laughs> so... So you're reaching out to people through social media. You mentioned earlier, like looking for if people have like phone numbers and stuff, would you call any vendors that you want to work with before you even move to like a new location? We have in the past. Um, I won't call them. I won't cold call them. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, I want to know who I'm dealing with first and make sure it's not some crazy random person that's been tagged by you. (laughs) No dumpster fires. Um, so I'll, um, I'll look on their, their social media. I'll look on their website, make sure that it's a good fit, start communicating with them. Instagram DMS are the best way to do that. And then 
I may either direct message them and say, hey, I'd love to chat with you, or I'll call them and leave a message or they'll pick up and start that conversation from there. And we've booked weddings before ever getting to a new location just by doing that, mm-hmm. just by making that reach out and starting that process way beforehand. Oh, that's awesome. I was just going to say, so that's the pregame. So mm-hmm. now what's what's the when you're there, what's the on the field game? I don't know. If the, <laughs> I don't do sports. So that's <laughs> the field time. Nope. Game, game time. Maybe. Keep no. going. Keep going. I love this. You're in the ball game, Meredith. What do you do with the ball? <laughs> well, going back to the walking into walls thing. Um, not my <laughs> ball games are not my thing. Yeah, we'll um, we'll look at what's not currently being done. One of the things that we did was a vendor love event in um, late January, early February, where we just did headshots for all the wedding planners and, that wanted to and did a like a mini shoot, mini session. But it was free and it was for just the wedding planners. And they each got 30 minutes. We partnered with a brand new venue in the area that wanted to get in front of wedding planners and um, started doing things like that, that established business owners either don't have time to do or they don't feel like they need to do it. So what if you move somewhere that doesn't have wedding planners? We will probably do an open house type thing, something where we're getting best DJ, best caterer and making it a fun event for all those vendors and bringing them in. And we have two things we call the new kid on the block and the um, outsider syndrome. And the new kid on the block is had a lot of hits. Yeah. Yeah. Had a lot of hits. Um, but having that factor is kind of that, you know, you start school uh, halfway through the school year, it's the new kid. Um, and so using that to our advantage of, hey, you know, everybody's talking about you, whether it's good or bad, and using that to our advantage. I think if you plan an open house open to vendors only and, or wedding planners only and do headshots of all of them, I think there's going to be a lot of negative talk about you from the other photographers in the area. I like that plan, though. That's great. <laughs> We're okay with that. Now, though, you've given that advice to everybody who listens to this podcast. Now, next time you move, it's already going to be done. You're going to be like, damn it. Shoot. Now you got to think of new be stuff. Like, be like, you got Meredith. I don't know if that works, <laughs> but but I like it nonetheless. So what's your... Um, off topic. Uh, what does your husband do? Is he in the creative field? Oh, hell no. (laughs) So I am full out the creative emotional side of things. Um, and he is, um, active duty military. So he is, as he says, often voluntold to help. Um, (laughs) so my wife says too. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually a nurse, um, in the medical oh, field. Cool. Very helpful when, uh, you know, there's an open bar at a wedding. Cause he brings saline with him or what? He knows just no. where to splash at Johnny Walker when people get cut. Dustin, come on. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, no, it's just always nice having, uh, you know, a nurse. Weddings get crazy. As he had, a, as he sounds like there's stories here. Has he had a jump into action before? Um, he has almost his very first wedding. The one of the bridesmaids um, water broke 30 minutes before the wedding. Whoa! Luckily, her husband was an EMT, and so he was like, "All right, saved." Saved. But, <laughs> tapping you in there, buddy. I'm out. <laughs> I said he wasn't like, I could assist you. I could help you out. No, he was like, are you okay? She's like, my husband's got it. He's like, I'm, I'm good then. <laughs> I'm going to go take my camera over here. He doesn't keep like rubber gloves in his pocket, like just no. for extreme circumstances. <laughs> no. Rubber yeah. gloves? Latex? That would be better in the medical field, right? <laughs> is he washing dishes or is he helping to... You never know. Extreme circumstances call for extreme measures, Stephen. I mean, I guess her water did break, so I'm, you got me there. Did he have galoshes? He might have to clean up afterwards. Jeez, he had a whole mop suit. <laughs> it could have been the dance floor, Steve. He doesn't want people to slip and fall. So you say your husband's not very creative. Uh, what role does he take on for you typically during a wedding day? Does he do a lot of shooting or does he do mostly assisting? So he actually, he full out second shoots. Um, and he is really the, like his brain can do math so well. Whereas mine is like mm, calculator, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just is what it is. And so, um, as far as, you know, lighting goes and ratios and things like that, um, he is incredibly gifted at things like that. Um, knowing systems processes, um, on the behind the scenes type stuff. Um, he runs the editing for all of our YouTube channels. Um, he does a lot of the research side of things for us. He runs a lot of the stuff for Twitter as well. Um, I'm like, feel like I'm dropping the curtain here. Welcome so. to Wedding Photo Hangover. Yeah. We just burn the curtain down. <laughs> <laughs> so he does a lot of video editing for you, then it sounds like, as well? Yeah, he does a lot of the video editing. He does a lot of the social media management side of things. He's really good at making the grooms feel comfortable um, in front of the camera, making them laugh, making them relax, and uh, just making sure that everything stays on time and um, stays on track as well. So you already run a successful wedding photography business, and you're obviously super busy with that, moving two children. What inspired you to kind of share your knowledge base of how to restart a business? Because I find this avenue of what you do just like absolutely fascinating because I don't think um, there's really another resource out there for people because um, it's scary. I mean, when you like I've moved around a few times and mm. it's like trying to make that transition from one city to the next is and granted, for me, it was only like a three-hour drive, but it's still like... You moved you from know, New York to Indy before moving from Indy to Fort Wayne. You had some big moves, Dustin. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, but I my business was more established when I did the Indy to Fort Wayne move. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, I can commute for those weddings. It's no big deal. 
Um, I can still shoot in both markets. But when you're doing like big moves, like that's terrifying. Uh, initially, yes, um, it it was incredibly terrifying to move the first time, and we. Sp- I spent a lot of time asking other photographers in the area um, that were more established, had been five, eight, ten years in the business. You know, what do I need to do? And they're like, I don't know. I don't move my business. Um, (laughs) So helpful. (laughs) Great. Um, Or um, if I had to move, I think I'd second shoot. It's like I didn't quit my job as a full time teacher to go and work for somebody else because I move every three years. And th- that really, uh, I have a temper <laughs> internally, <laughs> like, let's be real here. Um, I have a huge justice meter and if something isn't right, I want to fix it or it like just burns me up. So being told, I don't know, or, um, well, you can't do that. We did actually have one that said, well, you can't legitimately move a business that many times and be a professional. It just made my head explode. So that's where this kind of all evolved from. And, um, we sat down with, um, actually you mentioned Justin Morantz earlier. We sat down with Mary and Justin, and she was one of the first people that was like, okay, this is viable. Like, and she actually named the restart specialist. Um, so I have her to thank for that, oh. the naming of it. There you go, Steve. That's awesome. So it was kind of born out of necessity, it sounds like. But it also sounds like you had a background in education. So you're already familiar with the idea of teaching. Um, mm-hmm. what, what were you teaching when you were a teacher? So I taught um, college-level art history. Um, oh, the one class I failed. <laughs> Um, and graphic design, which, um, was, is not my favorite thing, but, um, then I taught middle school art and realized graphic design really isn't that bad. (laughs) Mm, Yes. The design of your websites are both really awesome. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. We didn't do them. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, great. We outsourced it. I've heard all the best people do. I mean, Dustin outsources all of his editing. So if you're smart, you outsource. You you got to focus on the things you're working on. I'm actually just a paid actor standing in for Dustin. So I guess what I'm wondering then, you move around a lot and you're starting mm-hmm. to kind of like, you're kind of owning this niche of like, how to restart a business in a new place. I don't know anybody else who's teaching about this. And like the things you say are just so like watching, watching your YouTube channel, reading like your blog posts. It's so interesting, like your insights. And it seems like you've learned a skill that I don't know anybody else who's learned anything like that. And um, I'm just kind of curious, like when you, when you move around, like you just moved to Savannah, how many weddings do you have to travel back to Birmingham now to shoot? Are you, are you traveling back for any of them or it just, I guess kind of like my thought process with this was like, oh, if I'm moving around a lot, I'd prefer to be a destination <laughs> photographer. And then it's like, but that's not what you're doing. Like you're setting up like a new, like in a new area, getting weddings in that new area. Like it's incredible, like what you've done. So yeah, I, I think there's a question there. <laughs> Um, there was, and then I just kept talking about how great you are. I'm sorry. That's weird. 
<laughs> do you see what I have to deal with, Meredith? He's so I'm weird. sorry. I do research and then I gush on our guests. He's like a gusher. <laughs> so uh, how, how many weddings do you have to go back to Birmingham to shoot still? Yeah. Yeah. So currently we have two. Um, they're in December. We got really lucky this time. The last time we moved, literally the stuff hit the house. Um, and I left the next week and went to a conference, went straight to a wedding um, up in Virginia. So Birmingham to Virginia um, three different times. And we try to be really careful about not booking weddings in the summer um, when we're when we know we're moving. We're lucky enough that we know six to eight months out. Oh, wow. Um, so typically cool. we can kind of avoid or just say, I'm sorry, we're booked right now. Or we um, we don't keep our prices the same throughout the whole year. So, you know, hopefully my brides aren't listening. <laughs> but if they are, we, we change them um, based on supply and demand. And so if we know that demand is a lot higher, price is going to change. Um, if we know that it's a dead season, prices are going to change. Um, so when we know we're in a move season, prices are going to go up because I know that um, there's a lot more going on. Interesting. So it's not supply and demand based on how many brides want you. It's supply and demand purely based on how much time you have to offer. Exactly. Nice. So it's not based on like, I have three brides sending an inquiry this week. It's, I know that peak booking season is going to be, um, in the, in the winter time. Um, and so I adjust prices accordingly. And when I start getting booked up, when I get 10, 15 weddings, then I'm, I'm good. Prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. And if you come in after that, then you're going to pay a higher price point and then it'll go back down and it's cyclical. So do you, I assume you don't put your prices on your website then, or do you, and you just change it a lot? So we um, say that pricing and packages start at X and then we just adjust whatever X is mm-hmm. throughout the year. Um, I don't put them like list out all the stuff, although they do here. That's it's very strange. This is the first um, area we've been in in a long time that they literally put every little detail of how many images they deliver on their website. They, they knew you were coming. They are. They playing defense. They got to train all the clients in the entire Savannah area to expect this, just so that the clients won't book with you. Damn it! (laughs) They're good. Savannah, good. Oh. So I lost my thought. (laughs) It's okay. We've been been going for a pretty long time. We're about forty-five minutes in. Um, Do you want to answer some weird questions from the internet with us? I can totally do that. Awesome. Let's do some Q&A. But Steve. Or Meredith, do you want to pick a question? We don't let guests do this typically, but if you want to. I get to pick a question? Yeah, go for it. Pick up the torch, Meredith. Pick up the torch. Oh, man. Okay. Man. Okay. Um, Carl from a random Facebook group. Do you want me to read the question? Absolutely. Yeah. I get to read it too. Wow. There's a girl in town who leveled up her business. Now she's been doing this longer than me. She's good, but she overexposes a lot of stuff. How should I let her know that? Damn it, Meredith. 
I, why would you pick this one? This was one that was only thrown in because we had a female guest on. This is not one Dustin and I are supposed to answer. There's no right answer for a man to give to this one. Why would you do this to us, Meredith? The answer oh, is you don't I... say anything. Carl, geez, you misogynist piece of crap. Yeah, I don't know, Carl. I mean, I think you should swing for the fences and like send her this long, drawn out email linking <laughs> all the petapixel articles you can find. Wait, has somebody done this to you before, Meredith? <laughs> no. <laughs> but so I would Carl. love for them to be a blast to write them back. Carl, you would just send back a gift that was like, back. why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> Dustin, what were you going to say? I was going to say, Carl should just put together a preset pack. You know, call it Carl's Presets. Um, you know, maybe it's like Carl, you know, next one would be Carl's juniors. Oh, maybe that might copyright might be taken there. Uh, good fries though. But, um, come out with your own preset pack, offer it to said photographer for free. Um, and, but then label the presets, you know, at, you know, apply your own edit. And then this is called exposure correction. And then she would apply it and that would bump the exposure you know negative 25 then next preset is do we say bump when we're lowering lower do, do we bump. say bump when we're everything's lowering? a bump to me bump it up bump it down bump 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 bump, bump. you know what i mean should have gone to scad could have should have gone to Would've. a college with a good english department <laughs> right on both accounts should have passed art history apparently i didn't have meredith though but I think I, that's how I would approach this, Carl, if you're listening. Um, develop some presets, send it to the, the friend that you're trying to make, potentially marry. Um, and <laughs> Send her a love letter. Just ask her out on a day. Wait correct. until you're married for five years and then tell her she's overexposing. <laughs> I didn't know how to tell you this at the time, so instead I asked you out on a date. And now we're married and we have three kids. But you kind of go a little too bright on your exposures, hon. If she doesn't really get to know you, Carl, she'll never trust you and she'll never trust what you have to say. So, yeah. I mean, Carl, well, I maybe, mean, the thing maybe here she is. She just shoots Canon. No, yeah. Yeah. She can just <laughs> drop, those, uh, drop those highlights in post. You're right. <laughs> Bring it all back, get all those yeah. details. Carl, I think the or, thing you're hitting on, though, really is that she leveled up her business. And I'm kind of curious, Carl, are you in the real world or are you in a video game? Because in the real world, we don't say things like leveled up. So I'm kind of looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, is there a photography video game out there that maybe Carl's playing? Like uh, Photography Tycoon or The Sims Photography or something like that? Yeah. Because if there is, I want to know how to play this game because it sounds like a lot of fun. And it sounds like a great uh, digression from like my daily activities of working, 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 podcasting, working. I think Maybe. it's the new Minecraft that just came out. <laughs> For photographers. For photographers. Build your own camera. <laughs> there you go. Doesn't you, you wanna you wanna you wanna find us another question? I would love to find us another question. Can I, let's see. Ashley from a random Facebook group asked the following. 
I keep telling my bride she needs to get me a timeline ASAP. Her wedding is soon. And I'm not sure she's understanding that I'm not her wedding coordinator. (laughs) She texted me last night asking if I would work on her itinerary. What should I do? In parentheses, I'll give you a better idea of how she is. She set her date for September, hired me, signs a contract and everything. I get the save the date and it says beginning of August. Luckily, I had nothing on that day, but I'm still salty about this entire wedding. I shouldn't have even taken it. I like how she puts that in parentheses, Stephen Meredith, as if like the bride might read the first part, but won't see the second part. Well, everybody knows if it's in parentheses, nobody reads it anyway. I, I don't even know what you just said. Like, wh- what are you even referring to? What, what was in parentheses? I couldn't hear it. You know, you got to that part and I just blanked out. I didn't even hear myself say it. So, Meredith, what would you say to Ashley from a random Facebook group? I'm stuck on the salty comment. I actually heard the parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) I think she needs some tequila with that salt. (laughs) Just saying. Oh, gosh. That makes all your salty conversations so much better if you just take a it shot of tequila does. real quick. You're going to need a lime, though, to go with that. Just a little wedge, pop in your mouth. Take the burn away. Man. Yeah. I think she may need to hire her, her bride a, a wedding coordinator. Like, that would solve all the problems. Yeah, just look, this Ashley, I know... I know what you're getting from from you know your your person here, your your bride, and just send her back a quick email and just be like, hey, um, since you want an itinerary, I went ahead and I hired a coordinator. That's just going to add on another one thousand five hundred, um, just just for the itinerary making. Um, if you want day of coordination as well, that'll be an extra two thousand on top of that. Um, I just went ahead and added that to your photography bill. Uh, I like to consider myself a full service wedding photographer, so that's how we do things here. And tie a little bow on the end. Yeah. Maybe, so, yeah. Um, maybe send it like in a, in a gift basket or something like that. You know, here's a gift basket. Also, you know, in the gift basket, include a bill for the gift basket though as well. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, do most of your weddings have coordinators or planners? Most of my weddings, it's a 50, 50 shot. Um, and we always love working with them just because it makes my life easier. But we uh, we are the full service <laughs> with the bow on and the mm-hmm. gift basket. <laughs> See, that's how we are. We we're, we don't have coordinators here. So whenever we do weddings elsewhere that have them, um, we're always like we ha- our wedding we're shooting this Saturday in um, Podunk, Indianapolis, um, <laughs> has one. And Next to East Bumble, right? Sure. And she, the coordinator calls me yesterday to ask like what time I'm going to be there. And I always get this sort of like, what is it to you? Like, why do you care what I'm going to be there? Like, I don't know. I just get this sort of like control freak overlord. You, you don't tell me where I need to be. I'll be where I need to be when I want to be. Off the record, off the podcast real quick. Dustin, who's this coordinator? Gotta know. Got to know. I don't even Meredith, know. you probably need to know too. So when you move up to Indy and steal all my business, you know, you know who you can, uh, who you can work with Go and who you should avoid. With, right. yeah. 
It Sounds is. like this is someone to avoid. <laughs> Why don't you just tell her when you're going to be there? She's a nice person. I assume. My wife's met her. I have not. My wife does all the networking. I told, her, I told you I'll that. be there when I want to be there. <laughs> I told her if she wants a professional, hire Steve. <laughs> I'll be there, Dustin. What time do I need to show up? Yeah. Is it this Saturday? Yep, this Saturday. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm busy. I got a wedding of my own. I know. Because ask your wife. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we have time for one more question. One more. Ash. Steve laid on us. Ash Ketchum, gotta catch them all, from a random Facebook group says, did photos of a blonde baby on a white background, editing now, eyes are looking a bit gray. Do I leave the eyes as is, or try to make them whiter? I did attempt that, but it started looking like something out of Twilight. And nobody wants vampire Twilight eyes. Or do they? Thoughts? Sounds like he's Team Jacob. Oh, oh snap! Oh, wow. Throwing, I said oh snap, but um, it can can you break this down for us? What does Team Jacob mean? <laughs> I don't know if you recognize this, but you are currently talking to two thirty-year-old men. So there's Edward and there's Jacob. One's a vampire. One's a werewolf. Stephen. Uh, oh, were you asking Meredith? I was asking Meredith. I'm so did you assume I was calling Meredith a 30-year-old man? <laughs> she doesn't look a day over 25. Come on, Dustin. Oh, my God. Maybe I just didn't want to be looped in with the 30-year-old man comment. <laughs> well, I'll take the 30-year-old comment because I'm... That's not... No. <laughs> <laughs> not anywhere near that. But. Oh, Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, throw some glitter on that baby and go for the <laughs> twilight look, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or go the opposite. Sprinkle in some fur, put some ears on it, make, go full werewolf. So maybe send them both versions. Do do the vampire's eyes turn white in twilight? Do the vampire's eyes turn white? Can somebody answer me this? I need to know. Have you never seen a vampire, Steve? <laughs> go, go look in the mirror real quick. Go look in the mirror. <laughs> I don't have a reflection. Let's. It's just pale whiteness when I look in the mirror. I'm a ghost. I think what they're saying is the whites of the eyes in the photo are mm. gray. And oh. they want them to be white. But then when they make them ultra white, the blue pupils pop in an unnatural looking way, I'm assuming. Because it, maybe that's they shot the it kind of high, high key. No, no, I think you're wrong, Dustin. Because like, that's witch eyes then. If like the blue's popping. Yeah, that's, I've that's seen New Girl. That's Kate Beckinsale. That's not Twilight. This is not Teeny Bopper. Yeah. You, you, need, wrong, you need to write Ash, Ash and tell her she is in the wrong vampire genre. here, Steve. Wait, wait, wait. Kate Beckinsale, Underworld. Was she a vampire? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a vampire hunter situation going on there. I'm thinking of Jessica Beale and Blade, aren't I? Wow. Mm-hmm. Like Blade 4 or whatever it was. You're just as Ash now. <laughs> you just got Blade on the mind because they announced the new guy as Blade. Myershaw Ali? He's going to be mm-hmm. awesome as Blade. Pumped about that. That will be awesome. So, 
I think, yeah, just go for it. Everybody loves a good vampire, you know? And the Especially best part about baby. it being a vampire is if you shot with a DSLR and not a mirrorless, then you can just deliver photos of the setups without the baby in it. And you can just be like, I'm sorry. I couldn't <laughs> capture your baby. They don't have a reflection. And you just move on right past it. And what are they going to do? Take you to court? They got a vampire baby. <laughs> They're going to jail. I would love to see that Judge Judy case. We hired him to shoot baby photos, and he just gave us blank white photos. I'm sorry, Judge. The, the baby's a vampire. What do you expect me to do? <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast with Dustin and Steve and Meredith this time. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And I'm at Stephen Van Alk. But the important thing, the thing everyone wants to know, Meredith, where can people find you? They can find me at Meredith Rencars or at the underscore restart underscore specialist, which is a flipping mouthful. <laughs> a lot of underscores in there. Yeah. Not a good choice. <laughs> but was that your <laughs> husband's choice? He's... No, it was mine. And I'm wedded to it now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do you... So that's that was your Instagrams or your Twitters or which ones were those? Instagram. That would that would help. Instagram. You can Instagram. Find me on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can find you on Twitter though too, right? They can. We are actually on Twitter on both accounts. So all those times in the past when your Twitter account was interacting with my Twitter account, was that really your husband interacting with me? Possibly. Oh, so. So cheated on and abused. I've been like, wow, Meredith is always talking to me on Twitter. I just feel like she's so perfect to be on our podcast. And this whole time, we should have had Jason on the podcast. She had Jason instead. (laughs) I get that all the time. Joe will be like, so I was talking with this person at this networking event, and they were telling me about how – they liked the DM conversation we were having the other night on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, I didn't know I was talking to them, Steve. And I'm like, well, they sent you a DM and I just responded because they asked a question about photography, you know? She's like, okay. She's like, just be cool if right before I meet them, you let me know you had been talking with them <laughs> under my account. Yeah, it gets awkward. Yeah. I understand that because I'm I'm the Jason in my relationship. <laughs> but playing under the name of Jen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't yeah. tweet at people under the name Meredith Rinkars. It's under Jen Van Elk. <laughs> It'd be really awkward if I was doing it under Meredith's name. I'd be very impressed. So we, we do everything under the umbrella of Dustin and Curran, so no one ever knows who they're talking to. It's usually neither Dustin nor Corinne. It's usually your studio manager, Lily, former intern. Typically, most of the time. If you're listening and you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to Stephen Dustin Save the World and you can sign up to support us for as little as $1 a month. It's extremely helpful (gasps) to us and to the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Unless you toast with Johnny Walker Blue at the end of your wedding.
No, that's the good one. That's the good one. You'll be you'll be all set with Johnny Walker Blue. It's Johnny Walker right. Red. Then it's going to kill you. Then you won't need to listen oh. to this show. Oh, you won't need to listen. I thought you were saying you'd be too sick to listen. Meredith. No, no. What do you do in your free time? Do I have free time? I, I Does mean, anyone? <laughs> Does anyone? Does any photographer uh, have free time? Um, typically it's going to farmer's markets and, um, maintaining my circus of monkeys amidst. You have monkeys, pets? I have monkeys. They are, it is my circus and it is my monkeys. <laughs> Sadly. Is it like a traveling circus that you bring with you when you move? Yeah. They, they seem to follow us everywhere oh. we go and they want to be fed. <laughs> wow. Needy little things. <laughs> they are. Bananas, uh, though, right? Uh, yeah, it is bananas. No, we're typically um, <laughs> we're typically super uber nerds and go to all the historic locations. So Savannah's uh, Savannah's exciting for that. Yes. Very cool. Is there a lot of historical stuff in Savannah, like museums, other things, or not at all? Aren't there like some <laughs> not ghost walks? There are ghost walks. Um, I oh my gosh, husband. that would be awesome. Yeah, there are some pretty big ghost walks. And uh, I will let my husband take my kids on that. I'm not going. <laughs> Too scary? I've seen enough real ones in my life. That I'm whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You can't come on this podcast and talk about seeing real ghosts like that. We need to know these stories. Uh, our first house married was in Fort Riley, Kansas. It is the most haunted uh, military post west of the Mississippi. And we lived in a house from the 1800s. And it was decently normal until we got a dog. And at nine o'clock every night, that dog would lose his mind and growl at the stairs in the house. Whoa. And then my husband deployed for 15 months and, um, we had to go upstairs to take, like I was going to take him to the dog and the laundry upstairs and he would not go into our bedroom, freaked out. I pushed him into the bedroom and he like fell over himself to go into the other room. Um, and then another time I woke up, rolled over and there was a child in my office staring at me and we did not have children at the time. So. Wow. I'm good. So that sounds completely normal. <laughs> and yeah, I don't understand why people in Kansas are just very friendly. Meredith, they like to just kind of come <laughs> in let their wander children it. wander. Was it a dark eyed child? Mm-hmm. Wait, it White was a dress. dark eyed, wait, dark eyed kid. White dress, black hair. Flick the light on, it was gone. Whoa. I know what Steve will be dreaming about tonight. <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you, last night I woke up in the middle of the night because I, I get like weird uh, night hallucination sort of things. I I have sleep paralysis, so I'll like wake up in the middle of the night and see crazy stuff. And last night I woke up in the middle of the night, didn't realize it, but... Uh, my daughter had come to sleep with my wife, so I was sleeping in the guest bed because I couldn't sleep with the two of them because they're all over the place. And son came into the guest bed, was sleeping next to me, didn't realize this, woke up in the middle of the night, thought there was some weird thing in the bed next to me. Then that weird thing sits bolt upright. Did you know it was your son? 
I figured out about around the time he sat bolt upright, it was him. And that's around the time, like my body started to work again. And I was like, uh, but like, it was, it was weird. Cause like, it wasn't just him as like, there's all tentacles around him and weird stuff. Cause that's the, the sort of things I see in the middle of the night. Um, which, which faces, demons, silhouettes of men staring at me, you know, all great normal stuff, you know, just perfect, fine, fantastic. You're practically Constantine. Yeah. And, uh, then he, he sits straight up. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then he gets out of bed and he walks to the foot of the bed. And then he bends over, like, like at the waist, bends over. And it just stands there, bent over for like three minutes. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not my son who's in the room with me. What is going on? There's a ghost in here or something. So I grab my phone, turn the flashlight on. It is my son. And he is bent over. He apparently got a bloody nose in the night. And instead of going to the bathroom, getting tissues or something, he just stood and let the blood drip all over the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was a great way to wake up. The bed. You know? Didn't get it in the nope, bed. Though. It was in the bed too. Oh yeah. Got in the bed oh, first and then got all over the floor. So I had to go get a humidifier and put it in the room because he was too scared to go sleep somewhere else after that. So it's a great night for me. Fantastic. I'm not tired at all right now. Not about to just fall over, you know. Oh, God. Wow. Well, I slept great last night, guys. Uh, <laughs> got a purple mattress. It's doing well. Um, it's a good thing you didn't yeah. get a Casper mattress. Yeah. Wow. Or a ghost mattress, you know, ghost bed. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been in a lot of trouble. I don't mess with any of those metaphors. I feel like it's an open invitation then. Yeah. I like to sleep in a casket most nights, but <laughs> apparently that's not cool. Apparently that's frowned upon. <laughs> I sleep in a casket downstairs in the uh, crawl outs area where, you know, the casket's like uh, halfway buried into the dirt in the crawl in space. The crawl space. Yeah. The word <laughs> I don't do like good in English out. either. Yeah. <laughs> it's where you crawl out, out from underneath your house. <laughs> when you build a house, Steve, do you put a crawl out space? <laughs> yeah. That's where I let the undead get out that we bury under our house. Yeah, that's how I get out of the house. You're right. (laughs) So I think that's going to do it for us. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Meredith. It was awesome having you on. Yeah, Uh, thanks so much for having me. Next time I'll uh, send Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, Hopefully all of our listeners will go check out the restart. Yeah. It's awesome. It's got some of the best advice I've read in a very long time. It's amazing what you've built there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Meredith, just so you know, I'm Steve, and the one, the other one's Dustin. Wait, you said you said I could be Steve this time. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Steve. It's my turn to be Steve. God. Wait, can I be Steve? Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Wooey!